Good morning, people. Larry here from Daily Larb. I uh, want to put together an episode um, uh, compiling yesterday's segments, and in particular, uh, a couple of segments that I r- recorded regarding parents and, you know, when it's time for them to leave or when they do leave and what's left behind. And um, it's no doubt a very difficult time, traumatic time for people, even though we're adults, you know. Even though our parents are old uh, and we expect them to, to leave, you know, when they do, it's tough because we have this complex uh, relationship between them, between them and us. They brought us into the world. They might not have been perfect, who is, in all fairness. Um, there might have been some trauma there. There might have been uh, some difficulties as we grew up. There might have been a need for them to, for us to follow a particular path, and we didn't follow that. We went another way, or um, there might have been a separation, or who knows? It's 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 endless and infinite the possibilities that um, that uh, may have come about through the relationship between uh, a kid and their parents, and. Uh, when they leave, it's tough, you know, because you you have to face all that. You know, you're suddenly, you're, it's suddenly brought to bear on you. And uh, recently, my wife in the la- in the last two years, she buried both her parents, and uh, it's bloody tough for her, you know, it's still tough. So, yesterday I went over to the house uh, where she used to live, and where her parents were, and uh, myself and her sister's husband, we cleared out a bit of stuff, and they did their last bit of clearing out. And, it was a tough time for him. So I recorded a couple of segments on that. And I wanted to save them. I wanted to save them uh, into an episode. Uh, also, um, what else? There was some stuff there. Uh, Bobby asked me to jump in on a conversation about advice. And his question was, what was the best piece of advice you've ever received? And um, that one's a difficult, a difficult one to answer. I don't believe that... Uh, my answer essentially in a nutshell was I don't don't remember any single piece of advice that I received and it's 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 difficult to answer as well because um I don't know if I have ever received any really good advice you know I certainly have received good advice from myself you know a little nudge that said Mm-mm, don't do that you know or uh this is a good idea this is a good idea, and then you don't do it, you know, and then you realize later, and it's only after the fact, you know, it's only through our, uh, the process of memory or, rem- or remembrance or recall that we actually assign good or bad, whether it's advice or anything else. So it's a kind of a funny question, but one I did my best to answer. Um, advice. Uh, that implies that somebody else in the world knows better than you about uh, your life. And I don't know if that's true. Uh, there's plenty of people who have interesting things to say and things that may influence you, depending on how open you are to it. But ultimately, you're here to make decisions and create the life that you want around yourself. And other people are just peripheral, play peripheral roles in that. That's my view. And there are hints and there are um, suggestions from others that if you're open to them, they can be good. 
if you're open to them and you're in a good place, they can be good. If you're open to them and you're in a bad place, well, then they can be bad. You know, if you're on a negative journey, if you're on a bad road, there's no uh, getting to a good conclusion. There's no doubt about it. So in order for any advice to be good, you've got to be in a good place to take it on board, you know. But there's some uh, some segments there that I want to include from, from Bobby as well and a uh, bunch of stuff that he recorded um and left for me that I want to uh, that I want to play too. And what else have I got for you? Uh today is Sunday letters. I'll jump on later on and uh and uh record Sunday letters for you so you can go forward to that. Don't know what I'm producing yet but uh I was doing a lot of writing there yesterday and um uh, anyway I've got some I'll have something for you of interest, no doubt. So I'll check you later on. Check out this stuff now. Good morning, peeps. It's pissing rain here. First bit of rain we've had in a while, I think. It certainly feels that way. Um, yeah, it's lashing. So, uh, I'm on my way to help my partner in crime clear out the final bits and pieces from my mother-in-law's house. My wife's uh, father and mother passed away in the last two years. So we're going to clear out the last of the stuff. The house is sold and uh, the keys will be handed over. So tough time for my wife and her sisters and her brother. Um, However, such is life, it pops in and out of our awareness, drifts in and out, it's more like it, kind of drifts in and out, doesn't it? Like the seasons, you know? And you and I will expire too, at some stage. It's a kind of uh, sobering contemplation, you know, when you consider that uh, you won't be here at some point in the near future and that everything you know and everything you loved and everything that you assigned yourself to and everything that was important and all those things just kind of disappear you know they do they might remain in the memory of some people left behind for a little while but mostly unless you become a noted person of influence in society, you'll be forgotten. It's a fact. Completely forgotten. And, uh, you know, even the stories that we read about people who have been before, and we say, oh, weren't they great, or oh, weren't they terrible. We only have a small, or not a small, but a narrow uh, snapshot of who they were. That's not who they were at all. Martin Luther King was celebrated last week and uh, the public the public have an awareness of him think they know who he was and all this kind of stuff but we don't know who he was we knew one of the major principles that he stood for he represented a movement um, we think we know who 
Billy Connolly is. Billy Connolly's on his way out. He's got Parkos, I think. He won't be around much longer. When he goes, we think we, we'll know who he was, and he'll be celebrated, one of the greatest comedians ever to have been. But we won't know who he was. You won't know who I am. You won't know who anybody is. So in a way, these, uh, these recordings that you put up here, and that I put up here, are a means by which we can leave more than just a snapshot in someone's memory, but rather a, a broad or a broader uh, notion of the actual person that we were, you know. And um, I think that's important, you know, because you're only ever remembered really by people in the context of their own experience. And uh, we all see the world through our own particular filters. We don't really see the world for what it is. Um, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Because you can't be what you're not. You can't, you understand? You can't be somebody or something that you are not right now in this moment. You can't. It's not possible. So we continue to evolve and develop. And then we morph into something else. We change. And uh, that's the game. So, good old Nula and Morris, they did their thing. They were here for a while. They've done their job. The kids grew up very healthy and strong and well-grounded. They've got the hang-ups like we all do, but they did a good job. My own folks are still around. Uh, both of them, they're in their early 70s. They won't be around forever. Who knows how long they'll have left? Because 20 years, uh, they could have more than that. But I often contemplate them not being around, and I contemplate how I might deal with that. And I imagine what I'd say in the church, you know, because that's where they'll go. Uh, I won't be going to church, I'll be going to uh, non denominational service place I don't know where that'll be middle of a field somewhere probably be apt and uh, I'll be cremated and scattered somewhere that's where that's what will happen to my body when I go but my folks won't be here so soon soon relatively speaking I mean I'm hitting my mid 40s now so uh, who knows but there's no doubt about it, we're all, we're all going to expire. And uh, so I've come to consider how I might process or uh, at least um, realise on a regular enough basis that uh, they won't be around. So rather than ignoring the fact and waiting for it to happen, because I think that's the biggest problem uh, with us as a society in the Western world is that... Uh, we fail to contemplate our own demise and we fail to contemplate the, the demise of those we love, you know. Uh, and it's a natural course of events that the older ones go before us. Hmm? I will, I'll give her a call. All right. What, what is very, very hard to take is when 
the younger ones go and uh, or those who haven't hit an age where we deem it appropriate. Now, that's a little bit of a, a strange one, uh, although you can't help feeling how you feel. And uh, to lose somebody younger than you, close to you, be it a child or otherwise, it's just about the toughest thing you could possibly imagine. And I'd rather not go there now, in fairness. Uh, my parents had to go there when Laura passed away. She was seven uh, in 1977, my older sister. I'd be third in the line. Laura was first, the other second, then me. And uh, then Liz and Claire. So um, that left a scar for for a long, long time, still there. And uh, I don't think you get over that. You just learn to deal with it as best you can. And um, in any event, uh, we we will disappear, and uh, that's just it. So so right now, it's back to the present. And where are we going, love? A party. Hold on, hands out your mouth. What? A party. Who's party? Alexandra's. Okay, we're going to Alexandra's party and uh, we're going to have some fun, right? Save me some cake. Okay. I'm struggling with that question. Um, and I haven't thought about it too long, but I think if there is a piece of advice that you received somewhere along um, the road from somebody that you respect, you'd remember it, you know? And I can't remember any at the moment. Maybe I'm just suffering amnesia or something. Um, the best piece of advice obviously does come from people that you respect because uh, anyone who tries to give you advice when you're not actually in the zone to receive it um, is wasted, you know. And I think the best advice, the best, if, you've, if you can even call it advice, is our own experience. Um, and uh, I think that's the best teacher, the best advisor, you know, the best teller of the truth, you might say. I'm going to give you a second call in on this. I've come to not believe, but maybe understand or interpret these experiences that I'm having, this thing you call your life, uh, as being nobody else, just me. And that everybody else... And everything, everybody else that I meet, every experience I have or another person, everything I read, everything I write, every idea that I form, is all just me. Everything is me. And you're the same. Everybody is the same. There's nobody else existent in the universe except you. And everyone else is just a character in your game or a character in your movie or play or whatever. And uh, from that position, you can't... Nobody can do any wrong, you know, and I don't know if I'm getting off the subject, but um, for me, that's an important understanding because when I see that all there is is me, well, then nobody can do any wrong on me and everything is my responsibility. Everything is up to me, you know, and all experience is valuable. I mean, we can look at it in a, with a narrow view and say, oh, that was terrible or that was terrible advice you gave me and blame somebody else. But when really... It's all just us, you know, and it's from that perspective that I wrote the artist's manifesto or rather the manifesto wrote itself. If I was 
if I'm to be truthful about it. Because when I read that back, it seems to me that uh, I didn't write it. Certainly not this conscious personality that I call me. So the best piece of advice, Bobby, that I've ever received, I've received in little pieces all along the way. And uh, it's been by virtue of everyone else, the good and the bad, you know. And I know that might come across as kind of uh, a little bit fucking airy-fairy, but it's the truth from my perspective. Uh, Bob, um, I apologise. I dropped a course word in there. <laughs> and uh, sorry, that was completely automatic. And um, anyway, <laughs> look, you don't, have to, you don't have to post that last segment. But in any case... Um, I think the best advice we can receive is really from ourselves. And I mean that because um, it's all about us. There's nobody else here having this experience other than you, other than me, other than that person over there. And everyone's existence, everybody's, everyone's existence and experience is valid and unique. And every bit of feedback we get, we, we have a chance to use, you know, and, uh, if we look at it like that, I think things become easier. And it's not about struggle, you know. It's about taking things a bit easier, I think. Anyway, thanks for the question, man. Cheers. A couple of call-ins now from my good friend and supporter, Bobby Kuntz, letting the cat out of the bag, letting us in on the old story. Good man, Bobby, I'm impressed. Check it out, people. Larry, today seemed like a good day to let the cat out of the bag as to why I am so excited and been so impressed with the Artist Manifesto. So there's a multitude of reasons, but the most pressing reason is a book that's been coming forth from me for the last couple of years. And being a writer yourself, you know, now I write every day, I think you know that already, but writing every day versus writing a book, is, it's a completely different game. And the piece that I was struggling with for myself was giving myself permission to be the creative, to write expressively, to capture the essence of my thoughts with all of the intricacies and the nuances of what it would take to write a good story so that people would be interested in my content. And that's why I've been so incredibly excited about the Artist's Manifesto. It was a permission slip for me. So Larry, what I wanted to let you know is I have two sources of inspiration to assist me in capturing my deepest thoughts about things now. I have a writing partner and I have my business partner both. So my business partner, Steve Bivens, is an incredibly talented creative writer. He's written a couple of great books. I think he's got a book that you would absolutely love, my friend. You can check it out over on Amazon. It's a monster, I'll tell you. It's uh, 535 pages or thereabouts. It is 545 pages total. Um, but I think you'll love the book, particularly considering what you're writing right now. It's called Be a Hobbit, Save the Earth, The Guide to Sustainable Shire Living by my partner, Steve Bivens. And then his other book is just an incredible book. It's a business book. Well, it's a nonfiction, The End of Fear Itself, which is a remarkable book. Finally, Larry, a brief synopsis of my book, Commit, Then Figure It Out, How to Accomplish Almost Anything You Once Thought Impossible, which is a nonfiction book that captures the essence of 
me moving from the couch to completing a 192-mile bike ride across Massachusetts to raise money for cancer research, and all that that entailed, from finding the courage to even think about doing it, to stepping forward into the process, and then what that adventure was like, and the system that I developed that allows for a framework to accomplish just about anything. So I'm really capturing the essence of the system, but the important piece is the story behind how I ever got to where I was, where I was, doing what I was doing, preparing for, and even thinking about completing an event like the Pan Mass Challenge, which is the event that I completed to raise money for cancer research. In this next segment, uh, Thorson Kipton from Be Afraid, poet, an artist, writer, uh, jumped in on a topic that I spoke about a few days ago, um, where we were, uh, or where I was talking about, or I mentioned responsibility and uh, how it's good, you know, um, to have none sometimes. And uh, this is uh, what Thorson had to say. And then uh, I came back with my own uh, comment. So check it out. Hey, Larry. Thorson Kipton from Be Afraid. I wanted to make a comment on your idea that having no responsibilities is a good thing. I completely agree that rest is a good thing, but in my experience, earning that rest is the only way to make it enjoyable. Because how can you rest or how can you recover from something that was already restful? If you get my point, the way to recover from rest is to exert yourself, to go out and do something, to take action. And by earning that fulfillment and that exhaustion, you prepare yourself back to the rhythm of rest and then work and then rest. And that's been my experience. Hey, Torsten, thanks for your comments. You know, uh, I don't remember exactly what segment that was. Uh, I do remember, when did I record that? Yesterday, was it? Or today? I can't remember. Uh, in any case, I agree with you. It is cyclical and it is rhythmic. And um, I suppose what, uh, if I was to clarify my view on it, it is that we almost can't force it. And we, when we do force it, if we're, if we're in a, a place where things are tough and nothing's happening the way we want it to happen, it's a great sign that we need to take our foot off the pedal and rest, as you said, or chill out or do whatever, go over to sleep, whatever happens to take. And that rest can take a day, an hour, a few minutes, can take years. Um, and I don't think we really know the nature of the cycle. The cycle, uh, the cycle seems to perform itself. And when we feel the energy we'll know it and then we know it's time to move and to take action but if we try to take action before we feel that i think that whatever we do we will be spoiled you know um but it definitely is cyclical i agree with you um but for me in my analysis of it it seems to be that the cycle takes care of itself and we just got to know when to jump on and when to jump off. And uh, 
to me, there's just no getting away from the enjoyment of having nothing to do, you know. But equally, I love the enjoyment of being in it, you know, in the zone and and doing stuff. Let's face it, we're here to do stuff. We're here to make stuff. We're here to create things, whatever they happen to be. But, uh, yeah, it's cyclical. It's rhythmic. Uh, and we've got to learn how to ride that river, you know. That's my... That's my kind of view of it, how I interpret it all. Thanks for calling in, dude. Hey, Thorson, thanks for calling in on that uh, topic. Uh, I published your call in and, and uh, replied also in the segment. But one thing I didn't mention in the segment was that uh, you mentioned earning. I don't believe we, we're, here, we're here, whatever we are and whatever this place is, uh, to earn anything. I don't think there's a, it's a worthiness thing. I don't think we have to do in order to earn. I don't think we have to effort in order to get that, that rest. I think, like what you said, it's rhythmic, it's cyclical, and we have to know when to get on and get off it. And when it's time to get off it and we keep pushing, we keep the foot on the gas, well, we don't, we don't really make something good. We wear ourselves out to the point where we almost have no choice. But um, you feel it you feel gratification and satisfaction from what you've done and you know when to rest. That's what I think. And uh, I know maybe it's just pedantics but on my part, but uh, that's what I think anyway. All right. 25 past midnight here. Just tip-tapping away on the laptop. Um, working on a chapter, one of the introductory chapters for The Legend of the Altar Stone. And it uh, basically introduces the readers to Connor and his sister Lily and uh, loads of lovely stuff. So I'm getting into it here and uh, I'm enjoying the story. The story is telling itself really. Um, it's like uh, it's just make presenting itself to me, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's cool. Uh, I like the process. So I'm going to sign off for the night. And uh, I was thinking about doing, recording a, an intro and an outro for the podcast episodes, but I don't know if I'll do that. Um, until I do, anyway, I'll see if I can remember to do one each day. I've forgotten recently to, to produce, to publish those podcast episodes, which means then... I have to echo the segments again because, as you know, they disappear off the station in 24 hours. So if you don't add them as an episode, they go, and you have to republish them. But however, no big deal. Uh, going to publish an episode now. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spreaker or whatever else you happen to be listening, this podcast episode was recorded with Anchor, uh, an iPhone app I used to create five-minute segments, and then I stitched them together to create an episode. Other people can call in, you can call in, and uh, leave your comments on topics and subjects that I'm talking about. And if and when you do, I'd be greatly appreciative, because uh, that engagement is important to, well, to me, and, and uh, adds an extra dynamic to the whole thing. Um, so you can catch my stuff over at LarryGMcGuire.com. You can also catch my stuff and patron-only stuff 
over at patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire. Larry G. McGuire on all good social media networks, in fact. And on Patreon, I share some member-only stuff and uh, some information and inside track on the book that I'm writing and some stuff on my art and whatever. But right now, I'm focused on The Legend of the Altar Stone. I'm also working on uh, The Artist Manifesto version 3. Uh, get that up on Amazon, um, paperback as well. And uh, just making stuff, you know. So, still doing the day job. That pays the bills. Thank God. And uh, we'll keep on keeping on, as they say. So, tomorrow is Sunday Letters. And uh, I'll have Sunday Letters here for you on Anchor and uh, the Daily Lar podcast. And I uh, hope you'll stay tuned for that. Tune in tomorrow for that. I shall see you in the morning. I'm signing off for now. So, if you're still in the throes of your Saturday night, enjoy the rest of it. I'll talk to you later. All right? Have a good one, peeps.